Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WF. FTL. We have absolutely no intention, nor do we have any plans to send combat troops into Israel or Gaza, period. Hey, you know what's sad? I finally got a chance to watch the Kamala Harris interview in 60 Minutes last night, some mm-hmm. of the highlights. Her saying that makes me think we are. Yeah. How I, sad is that? And I'm not basing that on anything other than like paranoia. I know. I'm basing it I don't on the trust fact them. that I don't trust her as far as I can throw her. So if she's saying that, then just the opposite's taking place. Yeah. I I was like, okay. Number one, why was she on sixty minutes? Where was the why wouldn't they talk to the president? I think they needed some good PR for her. And uh they called up CBS and they said, Hey, you're gonna do this. <laughs> <laughs> Get out there. Get out there. Give her some give her some uh, publicity. We're gonna send her over and here's what you're gonna do. So it was last night. She reiterated the stance of the Biden administration. Israel has the right to defend itself. But she said the rules of war must be adhered to. It's just scary to hear her say it. Here's some more. Israel, without any question, has a right to defend itself. That being said, it is very important that there be no conflation between Hamas and the Palestinians. To be fair. Wow. I I think we have to say that's the exact right thing to say. She's right, you know, and and they're concerned that maybe Israel's breaking the rules of war, which I never knew there were such things, but there are. Like, well, we all knew you just can't go and bomb civilians. You know, they have to be strategically planned bombings of, like, the Hamas hangout, you know, or where the Hamas leaders are. You just don't go to neighborhoods. Problem being, we know that Hamas uses civilian targets. Right. And they've done that. They have tunnels. We know this. They have tunnels under homes. Right. They've so, trained children for years to, to just be full of hate. It's terrible. It's terrible, terrible, uh, terrible, terrible, terrible. That's why, the, that's why, the, whoa, like six terribles. Yeah, sorry. That's why it's, this is, uh, that's why this is such a delicate and horrifying conflict. It is. Uh, it, it's, and, and hum, well, they go, what Israel's been doing, I guess, is going in. They're now like three miles inland into the Gaza Strip. Right. And then they come back out, they retreat. They go in, then they retreat. So they're not really occupying the Gaza Strip. They're just going in and doing what they have to do, and then they retreat back to the the border. I but either way, they keep on saying every day. It seems we got this Hamas leader, we got that Hamas leader. How many Hamas leaders are there? Yeah, right, exactly. And who is the supreme Hamas leader? Who, they, and who is pulling their strings? Which country? Who yeah, is it? Well, it's Iran. I'm is sure. It Iran is it Turkey? Well, Syria might be involved in there as well. We're we're bombing Syrian sites again today. Yeah, it's, it's, if you don't think we're involved in this war, then you're crazy. It is a tough, tough scene. Yeah, uh, this is craziness. We talked. We told you about this last hour, but uh, this situation in Russia. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> talk about a world conflict. It was an Israeli uh, airlines plane that landed in a heavily Muslim area of uh, of Russia, the Dagestan region, and this is horrifying. There is a mo- there was at least, and there was a standoff and shooting and everything on the tarmac of this airport. Is it was a mob of just angry people 
demanding passports of travelers on the plane wow. to see if they were Jewish or not. That's crazy. This is one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Yeah, it's it was uh, it, it was like uh, that that scene in Shrek where the townspeople get together to go take on the monster. And I'm thinking, where are the Russians protecting these people? And why did this plane land in this particular airstrip in this particular part of Russia, where obviously the Jews are hated? I don't know. I, I mean, why would you put these people's lives in danger? Flight was from Tel Aviv. Landed at the airport there again, that Dagestan region, and I would think because Horrible. there was a standoff on the tarmac, like a like a like a fight in a shootout. Mm-hmm. I guess that's where the Russian police came came into play to protect people on that plane. Can you imagine being on that plane? No, you see a mob of people, angry people, trying to kill you. It's it's horrific. But again, why did they go to that region? This is what I'm trying to get at, and why. If if Russia knew it was going to be met like that, why didn't they have more military people on the ground? Are they too involved in their war? I don't know. This is just nuts. More details come out in this thing. It's crazy. It really is. It's you're right. Everywhere you look, it's falling apart. (sighs) Russia, Syria, Iran, China. Why? And please explain to me why is Gavin Newsom in China? He's on the presidential run. So he goes and meets. Maybe with he's the, drumming up my, uh, monetary support. I don't know. Wow, he goes and meets with the president of China before the president of the United States does. Wow, that's that's. And magically, Biden has a call with Xi now. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, right <laughs> after Gavin Newsom's there tackling small children. By the way, oh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> hey, knocked some with? poor kid down to the basketball court. Bam! He's like he, America. He clocked the kid. I think who runs into a little kid on a. Basketball court. I think Diener's grabbing that now to put on the blog because it, it is something. It really is. I mean, he plows into this kid. And I'm thinking, you know, you're playing a bunch of kids. <laughs> Newsome, what is wrong with you? All right. That's all tough news. But in uh, to lighten it up a little bit, it's Halloween Eve, as Jen calls it. Yes. You've invented a new holiday. No, I haven't, but that's okay. Thank you. We're running out of Halloween stories. Well, we're not. There's a lot of them, but we only have a day and a half now to get through all of them. <laughs> okay. So here's another fun one. Yes. I don't know where this is because we just see the video. A family created their own spirit Halloween store in their house. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is a woman that's home with her four kids <laughs> yeah. and figured, okay, I got to do something to entertain them for Halloween. So we're going to do this. So here's what that means. Each of them dressed up as an animatronic character. You might find it. You know, when you walk in the stores and you step on the thing and they go, ah! <laughs> uh, another person did the filming, pretending to be a customer, probably the husband. Knife-wielding Michael Myers cracking up while doing the theme behind the mask. It's not exactly like a ha- Halloween store. Oh, look, I found this new spirit Halloween. Maybe we should go and see what they have inside. <gasps> look at all the animatronics. She sounds like <laughs> Kathy Bates from oh Misery. Oh, my God. The cock car. You get in the oh cock Oh, my gosh. You know what? As goofy as this is, I give the mom credit. Oh, I, it was it was it was well done for yeah. from the mom's perspective. Yeah. The funny part about it is, like the first kid, before she even gets anywhere near to stepping on the thing, he's already jumping. Up. <laughs> he just couldn't wait to jump. <laughs> it's cute just to see how the kids react. So yeah, it, it's it's cute. Go look oh, for you it. Got to have some fun. Without a doubt. All right, more tough news over the weekend. Lost Matthew Perry. What are they saying oh. about that? What I had forgotten was he was only fifty-four. He was young. Man. But you know what? He had a rough life. He had all. I didn't realize in his book, which I did not read, but your wife read. Yeah, she did. She told me a lot about it. One of the first lines is, I should be dead. Yeah. 
with the, with the, the amount of drugs he the did. Drugs, I mean, the drugs, the alcohol. But he, it was also, you know what? He also had medical things that had nothing to do with that. Yeah. That had severely affected his, you know, health too. He had 19 different surgeries. Oh, 19. Mm. I thought I had a lot. My goodness. All right, we got that. We got some other headlines too. We'll lighten it up as well. It's coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Monday, the South Florida Morning Show. Thanks for hanging out with us. As always, there's Jen, there's Diener, I'm Bill. This is Halloween Eve, as Jen has termed it. I think we just should say Halloween. <laughs> Halloween is great. I love that. All these years. All these years. All these years it took us to invent a new thing. A new, new word, Halloween. Mm. I think for the forecast, they're talking about pretty much like uh, like it's been this past week. Just windy, but not much chance of rain. So that'd be good for tomorrow night for the little children. There hasn't the been, children. There hasn't been much wind up in the northern tundra. So it's it's a little bit uh, light. It's not even a breeze, actually. Do you have wind at your house, Dina? I don't know what trees must be blocking it in my house. There is like no wind. Jen's property is impervious to weather. <laughs> I don't know it's what's going like, on. It's kind of like it's its own weather bubble. It's like the Vatican. <laughs> it really, really is. It really is something because it has been like a hurricane at my house for the past few days. It's been and nothing are, but rain. Really? Yeah. And there are days where it pours at my house and we come in the next day and Jen's like I didn't get anything I don't know what like, goes it rained on all day <laughs> nothing either you're stuck in the house or it's like because he's more north than you it's I know you tell me we have all this wind down here <laughs> skips you and they get it goes to Diener's house in the pizzle. I swear to you I swear to you we had, one huge, we had a huge bonfire last night and it, there wasn't even a waiver of the are smoke. you serious I swear to you that's amazing. I'm, I don't I know, know why. That's possible. It's like it is. It's like a weather bubble. It it's doesn't like, want- weather is afraid of Jen's house. <laughs> like Ross Ranch, we're not going to mess with that. Man, I tell you. <laughs> All right. In other news, sad, sad news over the weekend. It's been a lot of sad news lately, but uh, losing Matthew Perry is, I can't, this is one of those things, I can't call it surprising, but it's still sad nonetheless. When And then you're reminded that this guy was only 54 years old. Right. So that means he was 20. I, I think at the prime of friends, he was like 23, 24 years old. He made a lot of money. Oh, uh, made a lot of money in, in what he remembers of friends because he willingly admits in his book there were like three years that he doesn't remember anything about the show because yeah. he was so messed up. The only person I know that read that book, which was a, a bestseller, I think, was uh, my wife, Lauren. She's read me, like, excerpts or told me about it. And he said wow. he wrote it for, like, a warning. You know, use my life as a warning so other people don't, you know, make the kind of mistakes I had. She was telling me, too, though, she had, he had a lot of other health issues that had nothing to do with the drugs. He had that he ni- battled through, too. 19, 19 separate surgeries. Remember they did, was, wow. it two, was it last year or two years ago, they actually got the Friends reunion done and he was all puffy because mm-hmm. of the steroids? Right. That, that was just, a, that was like a surgical thing. Probably, yeah. Uh, sad. But, I mean, what do they know? Not a lot. I'm just going by TMZ on this. They said, he was out playing pickleball. See, so it was pickleball, Jen. Wow. I thought pickleball was supposed to be less strenuous than tennis. Played for, he cut it short, he was tired, went home, was in a hot tub, I guess, at the house, and had sent a personal assistant out to get some stuff at some point there, whatever happened, and he and he drowned in the hot tub, and yeah, personal assistant came home, and TMZ is saying that was the person that called 911. It's, uh, it, he had indications. If he was tired, that's one of the first indications of heart disease, by the way. So they're mm. saying that he may have had a heart attack. And then drown in the hot tub. Unfortunately, uh, it's it's just it's just so sad. He's fifty four years old. Very sad. 
It's really, but I feel bad for the guy. It is, and of course they're oh, you know, he was a drug addict and he was a boozer, and, yeah, yeah but, but you know what, he cleaned up his life, and you think, you know, it's like anything else. If you were an alcoholic or you were a smoker mm-hmm. or you, you 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 know you did a lot of drugs when you were younger, and now you've cleaned up your act and you're fifty something years old, and next thing you know, it's coming back to bite you right in the butt, and you think, wow, you know, I thought I cleaned up my show and I, life would get better, but unfortunately, it has a lingering effect. Yeah, it's sad. sad. Great sad, comedic sad. actor. Say oh, that. What, a, what a talented guy. I don't think Friends would have been as successful without him. I really don't. He's uh, He was really, really funny. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. <laughs> well, we go from that to the world, the swampy world of politics. Trump's in Iowa again. Boy, is he spending a lot of time there. But I guess he's got like a 40-point lead or something ridiculous like that. But he's not going to have Mike Pence to kick around anymore. Oh, no. Man, dropped out. Yeah. Suspended God, did, the campaign. Did no God money. tell him tell, tell him to do this? The Lord... Yeah, the Lord or his wife, because he said he, after much prayer and deliberation, he decided to drop out. I'm thinking because you saw the numbers were only like two percent for you as he was praying for better poll numbers. That's what that means. (laughs) Trump's got 42, possibly depending on what poll you look at. In some cases, he has 60 percent of the vote. Pence had one to two percent. I don't know. There's a lot of people. I understand why they run. It's for name recognition. It, you get a lot as a presidential candidate, mm-hmm. even if you never went anywhere, like that Gary Johnson guy. Remember him? Uh, you still make a lot of money on a speaking tour. Oh, you can say I was a presidential candidate. But this guy, I don't know why. I could never figure out why Mike Pence ran. I think it was to clear his name. Yeah, maybe that's it, but it know, didn't work. It only the, made it worse. It's true because the people that were Trump supporters that wanted him to, you know, at least have the, the vote looked at again, the election results, and he backed off of that. Uh, you know, he said, he, oh, legally, I couldn't do that. So I think he I really think he did it to clear his name with the Trump people and it backfired on him. I think you have the best theory that I've heard on that. That's got to be what it was. But you're right. It did not go well at all. No, it, it, they ended up disliking him even more. You know what the thing is? So so liberals never liked Pence because he's a religious man. He's very conservative. You know, mm-hmm. he's. And now conservatives hate him. Right. He's got nowhere he to go. He might be the most hated guy in America. <laughs> the Lord likes him, though. Wow. Don't worry. The Lord loves him. I Let me ask you this, and I asked you this earlier. Does he go quietly into the sunset, or does he rear his ugly head or his white head every now and then? That's a tough question. I don't know, because I never expected him to run, but he could He could still make a stink. I, you know, uh, Trump's back in in 24, and and uh, they go to Pence. All the rhinos go to Pence every week on TV and say, oh, he's not, not a good man. Yeah, but he's not. He, well, I guess maybe he could be like an analyst for somebody during the election. Maybe oh, he ends up, Oh, can you imagine him showing up on Fox as an election could, actually, analyst? Yeah. yeah. Could. He's a radio guy, you know. He did radio in uh, Indiana. Remember we had that's, some oh, of the radio? That's right. Diener. We got we got we got a slot open on weekends on eight fifty between the blind guys and that end of times guy. I'll tell you, the timing is perfect. The Mike Pence show after the blind guys eight fifty WFTL and before the end of days, dude. Who is that guy? Oh, Pastor Pastor whatever. Oh, no, he hates everybody. Yeah, oh yeah, for these end times, <laughs> right after Mike Pence program. How can, you have a, how can you have a pastor that hates like a whole a whole religious? He's, he's group. not a big fan of Catholics. No, he's actually, not on, on that I, show. I, unfortunately, I, li- I, was, I was in here <laughs> one about weekend my, about Mike Pence. I'm talking about. Yeah, I was in here one weekend and I was like, oh my god, this guy hates everybody. <laughs> I was like, holy cow! I, I, I I've never in. heard of a religious person hating everybody. 
It was wild. <laughs> Join me in the Mike Pence program this weekend. I'll be giving out pizza certificates and T-shirts. <laughs> we'll t- we'll do phone taps. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <with> my- <laughs> oh my god! You never know. Oh, he prank us. calls uh, Trump. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here on the new Mike Pence show. Oh, that'd be fantastic! Can you get, can you call him? Sure, just call. Oh. He's, he's available now. Give him a call. I'll pull it Mike. Up. Mike, what are you doing? No, no, you don't even have to pay for the hour. We'll give you an hour on Saturdays. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but like you said, between the blind guys and the uh, end of times pastor guy. Perfect timing. <laughs> it is. Perfect. He'll new, balance them out. <laughs> new weekend block here at 850. <laughs> Join me as I cross oh promote God, help cross us. promote with the blind guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, what we, a time. <laughs> we got rapid fire coming up next. Go we'll through all the headlines and more next the East South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. All right. Another crazy weekend worth of news. We'll catch you up on all that stuff, some later stuff too. Jen, what you got going on? This isn't good. If you have uh, drugs, uh, prescriptions that is coming from Walgreens, CVS, or Rite Aid, you may have a problem getting them this week. Uh Uh-oh. Workers from the nation's biggest pharmacy chains, including those three, starting walkouts today through Wednesday. They're not crazy about it. They're calling it Farmageddon, as <laughs> in pharmacy, P-H-A-R, Farmageddon. Somebody just couldn't wait to get that headline out there. Probably Shane Jeremunsky. He is the licensed pharmacist who's basically putting this all together. Uh, I guess it's going to be like a, a sick-in. They're all going to call in sick, and no one's going to be there, according to this guy. They're demanding a whole bunch of stuff, including... Uh, they want guaranteed hours, better pay for technicians. They also want pharmacists and pharmacy managers to have a direct say in the scheduling. Uh, there's a, It all has to do with the work environment. So if you're trying to get a prescription filled and it's not there, it could be because they're walking out. I'm going back to my motto for 2023. Everything is broken. And you're I mean right. everything in this country. If you've traveled anywhere recently, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Everything everywhere is broken. And I think it's going to be... Deep into next year, before we're not, nothing's going to get fixed till twenty four. Just, just you got to ride it out. It's sad, is what it is, boy. But uh, so I don't know if they're going to walk re- out here. By the way, we've not recovered from paying people not to work. Had a massive negative impact in this. Oh, country. without a doubt, without a doubt. And now they all want what? Look at well, Ford came to a conclusion with the UAW. I guess uh, Stellantis is GM's the last holdout here, but they're all giving them what Ford gave them: thirty percent increase in pay. That's a lot of money. Cars are going yeah. to be ridiculously expensive. Yeah, the consumer is going to pay. Right. Sure, right. Write it out, people. It'll get better next year. Well, this is an insane story you got to keep an eye on here. Hundreds of a- uh, angry mobsters, is what I'll call them, stormed a landing field in Russia. A plane from Israel arrived on Sunday, their time. Predominantly Muslim region of Dagestan, the crowds, many waving Palestinian flags, were shouting anti-Semitic slogans and tried to get on the plane. Great. Reportedly, and I think this is confirmed now because there's a lot of video from it, demanding the passports to see who's Jewish. This is the, this is like 
Yeah, this is going back really, to Really, yeah, really bad. not good stuff. It's yeah. prompted a response from Israel. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's office condemned it, saying Israel expects Russian authorities to protect the safety. There was a shootout on the tarmac. Jeez. So I think Russian police were called in to try to protect the passengers on the plane. Now, these passengers, from what I gathered, they didn't get off the plane, did they? Did uh, they divert the plane somewhere else? I don't know yet whether the plane took off and went somewhere else after that to get out of there. But yeah, passengers didn't dare get off. Get off. Why Can you would imagine you? sitting on that plane looking out a window? No. And seeing that happening? No, no. I, I mean, this be, is just insane. What's even sadder is you got to understand what they left. They left because they feared for their lives that their homes probably got bombed from Hamas. Mm. They have nowhere to go, so they go to another country and they get attacked. I, I, who was flying this plane and why would you bring him to a region like this? It came from Tel Aviv and it landed in that Dagestan region. I don't know why. Maybe there's some people who have ties there or family there. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Terrible scene. I do have it on uh, the website, guys, 850WFTL.com. Because I, I started seeing that come up yesterday just, just like you did. You've seen these clips on social media and you're like, what is happening? Who are these people storming the airport right now? And then I saw them demanding. It was wow. Some people were putting up videos of a translation. Yeah. When I started to see demanding passports, that they, they, when they do that, that's what terrorists do because they're looking for the origin or the ethnicity of whoever right. they're trying to take. They were, they were hunting down Jews uh, at I, an airport in Russia. Just, this is just insane. Uh, insane. It's unreal. Um, this, this, I'm trying to make sense of this story here, and I really can't, so I want to bring it up to you guys. There's a mother who has been arrested because she basically kidnapped her own son, a 16-year-old son. Hmm. With she kidnapped her- him? Right. It's some type of you know custody battle going on here between her and the ex. She took him to Alaska so that way he could understand the role that he needs to play in the second coming of Christ. <laughs> huh? <laughs> the mother's name is Spring. Their oh, son's dear. name is Blaze. Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, boy. And she says that she became convinced over the past few years that he has a pivotal role in the second coming of Jesus. And he, she needed to take him to an undisclosed location in Alaska so he can receive his messages as to how he would play a, a role in the second coming. Well, maybe he's like John Connor. He's going to fight off the cyborgs <laughs> and Terminator. How about she's just a looney tune? Who are these people? So they were found, obviously, because the husband called the police, and they ended up finding them on their way to Alaska, and uh, she's she's been arrested. Is the kid okay? Yeah, no, he's fine. Okay. He's probably very confused. Wow. But other than that, I think, I, that, that kid is going to have so much to unwrap in therapy his whole life. God. Weird. I hope he gets some help. Weird stories. Oh. This, and this is even weirder. Get ready, guys. A comet the size of Mount Everest just headed our way. Good. You know what? Fine. I think it's time. <laughs> I'm starting to think. <laughs> it is called the Devil Comet. Oh, oh, oh great. Okay. Who, na- who decided to name that? <laughs> they named it this because they spotted, this would be astronomers, horns around its nucleus, and some compared it to the Millennium Falcon spaceship in Star Wars. Here it comes, a giant flaming devil horned rock. <laughs> it's coming. It feels right, honestly. They first, it's 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 um, scientifically known as 12P Ponds Brooks. Ah, uh, devil comments. The more devil comments <laughs> much better. Uh, it was first discovered in 1812, spotted again in 1883. It has a 71-year cycle with us, orbital cycle that is. Uh, don't worry. But this is how bright this thing is. They say with the naked eye and possibly just with binoculars, you should be able to see this thing next spring. 
It's 144 million miles away. Wow, it's further than can, the sun. And you can still see it with the naked eye. It's a burning rock. It is. It has a volcano on it, a cold one. Is that right? Yes. Wow. I yep. just love the fact, too, by the way, that I, we went from a story about the second coming of Jesus to the devil coming. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell us it, it's Halloween Eve or Halloween, as Jen calls it? That's right. Speaking of that, here's one movie taking full advantage. What? This is how you make money. You make a horror movie based off a video game, spend 20 million bucks making it, right? And you bring in 78 million bucks over the weekend. And it, they, I don't get it. They released it on, was it Paramount Plus? And in the theaters at the same time. I think there were, I figured there were enough audience members who wanted to see it on the big screen, I guess. Five Nights at Freddy's, shattered expectations, top in the box office. I can tell you this, it was creepy. My kids were watching it. I walked in and there was some animatronic doll and they were shooting blades out of its mouth. I guess it was a a kid's (laughs) video game, but the movie, I guess, is really scary. That's what I can make of it. Yeah, apparently the critics hated it, but fans like it. Yeah, exactly. That's, I know. They hate everything that people enjoy. I heard it. I walked in on that. I left. I heard it was not gory, which is the oh, best news. Okay. Oh, yeah, well, that's scary. a change. Just scary. Mm. Well, I'll finish off with this, guys. It's more of a tease, just because I don't want to go too long. We have Jay Ratliff coming up uh, next, so we'll conserve time for our our friend Jay. I will just say that in the next rapid fire, we will have the reveal of our football picks. Oh, do we oh, have to? God. <laughs> just skip it. <laughs> Just give Jen the trophy now and move on. No, I lost. No, no. Our stupid pick, our wild card pick. What the hell happened to Kansas City? We will be going over those, and there has been some very interesting developments. I'm just going to let you know. That's why. Very interesting. It's the only reason he's talking about it. That's why he's all perky. Yeah, he's all perky because he gained. Exactly. Well, shut up over there, you. In the, in the next rapid fire, you'll find out. <laughs> All right. Well, this is the uh, this is the first weekend we had United's new policy of seating people in the window and then middle and then aisle first. How's it going so far? Ah, not so good. Not good. <laughs> we'll check in with that because. Uh, that's all anybody's talking about the airfare world. That's uh, Flight 850 with Jay Ratliff coming up next. The East South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Oh, boys, a good weekend for everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. The South Florida Morning Show. There's Jen, there's Diener, I'm Bill. And, well, I can tell you, Jen, this is the first full weekend we had United's new seating policy where they put uh, window and then middle and then aisle people on first. And Yeah, you just missed it, too, right? Just missed it, but I will tell you, I was on a United flight going to uh, New York last week, and then I was even on a JetBlue flight coming back, but it was all the talk. It's all I Hey, every- did you hear about United? Did you hear about United? Well, everyone wants to know if it was going to be successful, so it's been in progress for what, like a week now? How's it going so far? Uh, <laughs> not so good. Now boarding. It's Flight 850 with aviation expert Jay Radliff on News Talk 850. WFTL. Ladies and gentlemen, Jay, is the new seating policy not working out because these nincom poops just can't put luggage above where it's supposed to go, above their seat section, and they, they clog it up of like 20 feet before they even get to their row? That's part of it. It is definitely part of it, but it's also the fact that uh, if you're going to board the window people first, the middle people second, and the aisle people third, imagine that you have a family of four. Mm, right. Oh. What do they do? Right. Uh, some of them are being asked to board at different times. <laughs> what if you got little kids? Well, wouldn't you be, if you had little kids, you would be like part of that, you can board first, right? Crowd? You, you should. You should. You should. But we're finding some inconsistencies with that. And 
that's to be expected with all of this. But look, you have aisle seat passengers that are also complaining, saying, look, I paid more than either one of the two people I'm seated next to, and you're having me board last? How dare you? And I get what's left over as far as the overhead storage compartment? Uh Uh-uh. Not happening. I'm not going to stand for this. And remember, United tried this in, in 2017. They did it with five test cities to see how it would work. It failed miserably. Now, for some reason, some bean counter in some corner office at United says, guess what? I think this will work. Because, you know, before, you know, it was that. But we can, and we'll roll it out across the board. It'll really work this time. I've talked to so many United agents that are losing their minds here saying, this is a joke. It should not be happening, but it is. And, again, it's uh, it's ticking off a lot of people. It's, it's kind of the, the time of year for that. You know, Delta rolls out changes to the frequent flyer program. Stupid idea. United says we'll do this to tick off some people, which is what's going to happen, because they're trying to save two minutes in the boarding process. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. They're, they're creating more of a mess than anything else. And I can give you seven or eight different ways to board an aircraft. And it comes down to, will passengers do what they're supposed to or not? And most of the time, the answer to that is no. They're yeah. going to put their bags in the overhead storage compartment, and when those aisle people board and everything is taken, and they're being asked to check their bag. Mm. Now, the United executives <laughs> that I've spoken to said, now, Jay, we've got these larger aircraft with more overhead storage compartments, so that's becoming less of an issue. Which my response, because I know what's going on, is when are you going to have those airplanes? Well, we're going to have them in 2025 and 2026. I mean, here's the okay. other th- here's the other thing I heard in the in the airports, a couple of them over the mm-hmm. week too. They said, "Well, I remember they didn't somebody try to load it in the back of the plane first, and that seemed to work much better." But then you have first class people upset because they would get on last, wouldn't they? Well, no, they could still board first, but it was the people in the first few rows of the coach compartment that were ticked because when people would head back to row 25, 30, 35, they would drop their overhead storage compartments off over row 10, 11, 12, 13. Now, you could have a flight attendant position there to say, uh-uh, keep your bag, keep walking. Yeah. But that's uh, that's adding more work to the flight attendants. And I'll tell you this, if you had a group of flight attendants that were, you know, the, 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 the let's, let's call them the gen type, that would keep everybody in line, you'd have no problem at all boarding that way, and it would be a very efficient way to do so. Because if everybody kept their bags till they got to their seat and then put them overhead, that's great. But that's not what's happening. And, of course, then when you have people putting all their bags over seats that they're not seated under, and you have those people board last in rows 6, 7, 8, 9, and there's no storage overhead space to be found anywhere, the only place is in the back of the airplane. So what are they going to do, put their bags back there? I mean, you're toast. There's no way you're getting off that airplane fast if you're in row 9 and your bags are over row 22. So, you know, the best way to do it would be like Southwest, where you have you get there, you check in, and you just take whatever seat is open. But then you have the, the wheelchair issue where you have 48 people in a wheelchair so they can board first, even <laughs> though they don't need it, so that they can get the overhead storage compartment. I mean, it's... It's it's impossible to police, and it's creating all kinds of issues. And I guess the only saving grace here is that we're finally seeing a, a slack off in the demand for travel. That means there's going to be fewer people flying, fewer people with the overhead storage compartment issues, and actually lower fares as airlines try to attract people uh, to come in. In fact, Spirit Airlines has, has stopped hiring and training uh, pilots and, I think, flight attendants 
because of the uh, the lack of demand they're seeing at this point in time moving forward. And and uh, so, yeah, it may be a non-issue once we have plenty of overhead storage compartment with few people flying. Yeah, if they stopped treating you like cattle, you wouldn't have to worry That'll about that. That will never happen. That will uh, never happen. This is horrifying to me, and we don't have that much time left, but an Air Canada passenger forced to crawl off a plane? <sighs> yeah, they, he flew from Vancouver to Vegas. He arrived. And the man who has no use of his legs was told, look, we don't have one of those skinny aisle chairs to bring back to get you off the plane. What? We've got a wheelchair waiting for you up front. And the passenger laughed. He said, what do you want me to do, crawl? And the agent said yes. Oh, come on. They made this man. Mm -hmm. He got out of his seat in row 12, crawled across that dirty, filthy floor to the front of the plane (sighs) so that he could be helped into a wheelchair. He got hurt in the process. And not only humiliated and everything else, he was furious. And now Air Canada, now that the story's gone viral and the Las Vegas agents are being asked for answers, and look, the DOT is going to get involved here. You're going to see a nice fine and uh, apology, perhaps a lawsuit. I mean, there's no way this kind of stuff should happen, but it still does. But there's so much pressure to turn these bad boys on time, those silver revenue tubes. You find people making idiotic, asinine decisions like this, trying to get the airplane out because – the passenger won't get off the plane. That's horrifying to me. I know. That's horrifying. Help them out somehow. My God. Goodness. Well, they tried, wow. but there's only so much you can do. And I don't know. I just, you know, why anybody would even think those words, let them let it come out of their mouth. Um, and again, this is his side of the story, but we had other people in the party that were saying the exact same thing. This happened uh, a few weeks ago. The story's just really gone viral. And Look, the, the lady that's in charge of passengers with disabilities for Air Canada was flying, and they forgot to load her wheelchair. So Air Canada has all <laughs> kinds of issues. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. Wouldn't you like to be those people? I would not. No, thanks. All right, we'll see. I think this is going to be a developing story going forward through the holidays, too, this United thing. So that's going to cause... I'm waiting for the first fights to start. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's what we're going to talk about soon, Jay, I'm telling you. <laughs> Yeah, the video cameras roll. Uh, quickly, the- I'll quickly add, if you're flying, though, today, just to give you some today's headaches, uh, Dallas, Houston, Philadelphia, New York, and Boston. You can draw a line from Boston down to Dallas. We've got some significant rain, uh, limited visibility, wind. It's going to be a day of just absolute delays uh, amongst those hubs flying to or through any of those. So if you're flying through some of those hubs, please you up early. Uh, your flight could be delayed. Here comes weather. All right, buddy. Thank you. We'll talk to you in a week. Flight 850 WFTL, 850WFTL.com and uh, daytradefund.com for Jay. We'll talk to you soon, pal. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Hey, coming up next, boy, Kamala Harris was on TV last night saying we're not going to war. Which means Does that make you feel better? Are. No, I think we are then. All right, that and some fun stuff next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. Israel, without any question, has a right to defend itself. That being said, it is very important that there be no conflation between Hamas and the Palestinians. You think it's a good thing that the vice president goes on 60 Minutes, you know, at the order of the White House, hey, you will do this interview, mm-hmm. 60 Minutes, have her on. And I actually feel less, you know, settled when she speaks about something. Oh, yeah, because that's not a good sign. You don't trust her. I, yeah. I don't think uh, many Americans trust her. Uh, I, I, I think after I saw that, I went, you know what? That means we're sending troops to, 
the Middle East. To be fair, what she said there, I think is I think is completely fair. I think that's the right thing for an administration to say. It's like you know, Israel has a right to defend itself. You don't want citizens, right? You know, it's middle. You have to say that. Yeah, just being fair and honest. That that's you have to. It's so true. And at the same token, but it, I don't think it's going to be Israel where we're sending troops. I think it's going to be other places like Syria. Right. It won't be there. Exactly. So she right. she may be telling you the truth about we're not sending troops to Israel. I didn't say we weren't sending them to Syria or Iran. Here's what else she said from last night. We have absolutely no intention, nor do we have any plans to send combat troops into Israel or Gaza, period. That's a complete, if, if we wound up going to Turkey tomorrow, you're exactly right. And I hope we don't, but you're exactly right. They can come, the White House can come back and say, we said nothing wrong. Yeah. We never committed to that. We never said we're going to. Well, and the only reason we're not going to Israel and putting troops on the ground, Israeli forces don't want us there. Yeah, I don't think they would. Because Netanyahu said, you only get in the way. Right. (laughs) Move. So it's like, okay. But yeah, she doesn't say Syria, doesn't say Iran, doesn't say any other country. Yeah, just saying. Mm. She's going to protect herself. I don't trust that woman as far as I can throw her. It's important. That was a good thing to say, though. That is the right thing, the right statement to say it's, you know, you could protect yourself, but. This is why it's so delicate of a situation. Nobody wants innocent civilians to be hurt, obviously. No. But the problem is you're fighting a terrorist organization that uses those civilians as shields. Oh, yeah. They, they go to a, a residential apartment building and put the chief of Hamas right underneath them in a tunnel. That's what it is. So if you want to go get the, you know, the leader of Hamas, you're going to blow up the building that has regular Palestinian people in it yeah. that aren't members of Hamas. And that's what they say when they say they use them as human shields. That's how they do it. They're horrible individuals. In the meantime, no real update on this story. You want to talk about horrible. So, terror on this flight. Uh, A hate mob demanded passengers' passports as they hunted Jews. This is actually mainstream headlines now. No one's even done anything. Hunting Jews when a plane from Tel Aviv landed at an airport in Russia's Dagestan region. Like you said, I don't know why a flight would land there. Maybe the people on board, they had relatives there or, or ties. I don't know. Uh, heavily Muslim region, horrifying standoff apparently, and there's all kinds of video on it now. They're thinking that the Russian police came to try to save the people on the plane at a standoff with the the bad guys on the tarmac where there was a shootout and a standoff. Wonderful. Wonderful. Can you imagine sitting on that plane looking at that outside? No, no, and thinking that these people outside want to kill you. There is no doubt about it. They they were attacked. They were attacked. I do believe the plane took off. I'm hoping the plane took off and went somewhere else. That's what we're trying to find out, and there's no uh, update on it. There's nothing. It's like it, it ended there. But you look, it was, a, it was a mad mob of people ready to kill. There's no doubt about it. Those poor people on that plane, I'm thinking, my goodness, and you're stuck inside. Plane is, oh. was from Tel Aviv Airport and landed uh, directly at the airport in Russia. I don't know what the airline was. Whew. Wow. I thought, however, they were moving. Okay, so these people leave an area that was probably they lost their home because maybe it got bombed by Hamas. I, it, here it's they a possibility. are trying probably to leave Israel to go to a better place, even though they're saying goodbye to everything that they know, but go to a better place, maybe some hope, and they get attacked. That's just terrific. That's that's I, I can't I, I can't fathom that. It's it's like you leave the fire, as they say, from the fi- frying pan into the fire. That's horrible. Whew. Man. <clears throat> I don't know. 
know about that. All right, lighter news. Did you put some money into this one? Were you at the box office this weekend? In the 80s, Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> I had never heard of this before, like well, last a, week. It was a kids' video game, but and, they made it made a horror movie out of it, which apparently is pretty scary. Uh, yeah, and but you know what? They released it. Was it Paramount Plus? Because my kids were watching it. Yeah. It's like why? I walked in and it was some I don't know animatronic thing was shooting blades or something. I don't know what it was shooting, but I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm leaving. And the the guy uh, the guy from Hunger Games is in it. So, but here's the good news: it made what seventy eight million dollars. And they only cost 20 to make. So, you know, unlike Martin Scorsese's three-and-a-half-hour epic Killer of the Flower Moon there. Which I can only imagine with that cast. I wonder what that production cost was. $250 million. Whoa! $250 million. That's going to take a while. I, I don't even think they've made $50 million so far. Yeah, it's going to be a while. Uh, I, who gets paid first? Robert De Niro or Leonardo DiCaprio? That's the question. But... Uh, this movie, yeah, they've already made a ton of money. They've already almost tripled what they put into it. Yeah. They did. So, good for them. Now, the Martin Scorsese movie, these theaters that put in their own intermission, like, what do they do? Press pause on the screen? Because the thing is three and a half hours long. They're in trouble with Martin Scorsese in the studio. Yeah, he said he's going to pull it out of their theaters because according to the contract that he <laughs> that Scorsese has with these people, these theaters, you're supposed to show it in its entirety, not have an intermission. But I'm thinking, you know what? If I'm in one of these theaters and they have an intermission, I'm kind of happy. <laughs> Three like, and a half hours is a long time to sit. Oh, thank God. I'd be like, goodness gracious, thank you. <laughs> yes. Go to the bathroom. Run to now. the bathroom. I'm sure there was a run at the bathroom. <laughs> right. But, but that's, that's all. What did he say? What did you say? He said when somebody said it's three and a half hours. He keeps shaking his. He keeps sh- shrugging. It's a meme now. He goes, "That's cinema. <laughs> That's what cinema is." Okay, I, I could go watch the movie and probably cut an hour out for you, Martin. No problem. But that's uh, yeah, so now he's saying that uh, they're going to pull it from some of these theaters if they put a continue to put an intermission in. Don't mess with Marty Scorsese's movie. Yeah, don't. That's like messing with The Godfather. Don't uh, mess things up. To continue with the fluff, just to get our minds off of world events, right in the middle there. Yes. In second place at the box office t- is still Taylor Swift's The Eras Tour, which means, ah, oh, it only made fourteen million bucks, uh, but it was enough. Yes. To put her over the billion. Dollar mark. She's now a billionaire. She is now worth one point one billion dollars. But I don't think. Well, it could have been the. It was the tour that put her there. I don't know if the movie put her there. But she made what the first weekend seventy eight million. Yeah, that helped. What you knew was going to happen. You know what shocks me? I thought. I swear to you, I thought she was a billionaire already. Yeah, so I'm surprised it took this long. How old is she? Thirty two. Early thirties. I don't know. Somewhere around there. So. Not bad. Not bad for a young, unmarried girl. Oh, what happens? She's going on tour now because it starts Thursday. The international leg, Kansas City, she wasn't there. They got clobbered. That does not look good for Kansas City without Taylor Swift in the stadium. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe she was the inspiration and also the destruction of Chiefs Kingdom. (laughs) Don't know. Don't know. She's gone for a while. Hey, we've got... uh, an update on uh, that, that situation that's happening in, in Russia with that uh, Israeli plane. We'll try to get you some details on that. But in lighter news, is this the biggest win against wokeism in history? Disney is scrapping the Snow White woke movie. Wow. For a full year. Really? They're 350 million bucks down the drain. Goodness. Because of the backlash for this thing. Well, they should have learned from the first time. And they're bringing back the original dwarves. <laughs> 
Oh, good. I guess so. Happy and Doc and I, Sneezy I and Sleepy and all know. those people. I love it. We got that more. We'll tell you next. The Self Little Morning Show. Keep it here. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the wokest of them all? Disney. Maybe not anymore, Jen. And it may be early. It may be early. But I think woke is dead. (laughs) That would be nice. This is a massive thing. Normally, this would just be a thing. You're talking about Hollywood Studios and a big change and this and that. You know, when a a movie flushes $330 million down the drain. And scraps a highly anticipated movie for a year. To reshoot it, redo it, and CGI, uh, I think it's a sign that people have had enough of the woke, the woke stuff. This What's, is this is the, the uh, live action Snow White uh, movie that Disney had planned that even before it was done production, people were panning. Why why did it get so much publicity? Did someone speak? Did someone release part of this film? Did Disney show little clips? Uh, All of the above didn't help. That the main actress in it, and I don't know what happened to Disney. Remember, they wouldn't let any studio, wouldn't let like a, a star of a new movie come out, go talking about it on their own and cause all kinds of controversy. So and, true. Well, Rachel Zegler, who is starring as Snow White, sparked all kinds of fury with a woke rant against the original. Oh. That was misogynistic and all this oh. other stuff. So that didn't make people happy. And then people saw the new dwarves. Uh-oh. The diverse dwarves. Diverse. They weren't diverse enough. I know. I thought thought they represented everybody. It's kind of like sleepy, snoozy, whatever they were. Well, they've been replaced. Uh Uh-oh. With a CGI. They released a uh, kind of like a a promo video of CGI old school looking original dwarfs. Love it. They put them back in. Because people complained. They've delayed it a year, a full year. They're still going to release it. But uh, it's going to be a completely different thing. They're tweaking it is what you're telling uh, me. Yeah. Now, they tried to come out and they say, well, this is because of the SAG after a strike. Nah. No. Not when you ma- not when you change the dwarves back <laughs> to the original. <laughs> and that one, the film is already done. Right. It's That's that's pretty good. Goodness. The f- I'm, uh, I'm thrilled. I think it's a great, I think it's a great thing. You know, they said, remember when Little Mermaid was coming out? Oh, it's too woke. It's this... I, I I didn't I watched that movie. I didn't see a lot of that in there. See, that can go the other way too. People hear about they just attack everything. Oh, don't so see it, ban Disney, this and that. No. That Little Mermaid was fine. Yeah. That, that was so overhyped from the other side, that's ridiculous. But in this new publicity shot, <laughs> they have Snow White seated and surrounded by seven CGI dwarfs. <laughs> the the diverse originals nowhere to be seen. Oh, I love it. I think these companies are getting the message. If Disney does this, yeah, I, I think they read the tea leaves, they read the room, and they, they realized that what, people don't want this. Saw what happened to Budweiser? Yeah, yeah, Hello. exactly. Maybe that was what happened? Mm. That's pretty wild. I don't know. Big mm-hmm. change, though. Big change. That's funny that they changed. Good. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. So they, it's going to come out next year now. That's what they, sometime next year. We don't know when. No. Depending on how many tweaks they have to make, is that what how you're much CGI me? they got to do? I guess that there is also a room from Variety magazine well, that uh, from LA that there is actually some reshoots too, actual reshoots of scenes. Oh, so they they're going they're going totally the opposite <laughs> way. They re- they must have taken they they maybe they do you know they do those previews to see how endings are. Oh yeah, and when they have like multiple oh, yeah. endings and they try out each one, mm-hmm. I bet you they they showed this thing and it bombed. Probably did. Hmm. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, let's go from fairyland to the swamp, uh, the political swamp. 
You won't have this guy to kick around anymore. Mike Field Pence. Two. Mike Pence is out of the race. I'm surprised it actually took him this long, to be honest with you. Uh, he said, after much deliberation and much prayer, I've decided to uh, drop out. Well, he said he was going to suspend his campaign. He didn't say he was going to drop out, which basically means he's dropping out of the race. He doesn't have any money. Any money? No supporters. <laughs> Liberals never liked him. Now conservatives hate him. Well, we talked about this earlier, and I think the the problem is the reason he ran was to clear his name among the conservatives, and he only made it worse. That's your theory, and I think you're exactly right. That's the only thing that makes sense. Otherwise, why would he bother running? Yeah. He's already got the name. He was VP. He could do speaking tours. He could write books. Well, people blamed him for why? January 6th right. in the so beginning of it. So Why would you run to clear your name and it backfired? Mm-hmm. And it's even worse. He said so what does he do? legally couldn't, he didn't have any leg to stand on. Uh, yeah, you did, but that's besides the point. And he, I think what happened is he just ticked off the conservatives even more. And the people on the left were like, we didn't like you before. We really don't like you now. Because you keep on waffling back and forth. Yeah, I don't one. know who would actually like Mike Pence these days. So, Trump, no. in the meantime, he's in Iowa again, or was just in Iowa. He's spending most of his time there when he's not in a courtroom. One poll has him up 40%, 40 points. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Nikki Haley surpassed. Now they're tied, I guess, with DeSantis. But Nikki Haley had come in second Ooh. before she surpassed DeSantis. But they're way down there. Oh, like yeah. Trump has, you know, 40, 40 to 60 percent, depending on what poll you look at. DeSantis and Nikki Haley have 13 percent. So it's, it really isn't a, a challenge at all. Mm. He's going to run away with it is what's going to happen. Pretty Unless, sure. Of course, they lock him up before then. Well, they're trying to. Yeah, this, you know that much. This is a civil suit. He doesn't serve any jail time. This is purely a financial hit if he gets hit. It's just a delay. Yeah. Which is which is nice to know he's not going to go to prison for it. Uh, well. And this is Halloween Eve, as Jen has named it. Hello, Hello Eve? Hello Eve. Hello Eve. It's also national. You ready? Yes. Candy Corn Day. Oh, I hate that stuff. <laughs> God. And you make fun of my almond joys. If you were forced <laughs> on a deserted island to only eat candy corn or peeps. Oh, my God. This is your only food source. What would you go with? Oh, I'd have to eat the candy corn peeps. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, I know people hate it. I don't mind candy corn one bit. Really? I kind of like it. It's all all it's it is, is is corn, corn syrup. syrup. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> the shape of a little thingy. It's really bad for you. It's horrible. Uh, <laughs> and you make fun of my almond joys. By the way, Nora, those are awful. Nora has been to like seven or eight of those trunk or treat things. Ooh, that's a lot of sugar. Now what? She gets a lot of other stuff. Okay, like tattoos and oh, little good. spiders and pencils and all stuff. Right. Um, not one almond joy. Yeah, because they stopped making them. No, they didn't stop making no one, them. No one. There's no demand for almond joy. None. <laughs> You, and that's it. I love those things. <laughs> We've got rapid fire coming up next. More headlines, some fun stuff, too. And I think, oh, God, unless we talk them out of it, we got the Friday football picks. Oh, God. Yeah, you want to hear it. No, I don't, because I lost. You and I both lost on our stupid wild card game. Stupid Taylor Swift doesn't show up to the game, and they suck. <laughs> big stuff, guys, coming up. Big stuff. Yeah, oh, big, big stuff, because yeah. you won. Yeah, I'll slap you from we here. We may have a power Lean outage over. coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> More coming up next. The Self Loader Morning Show. Keep it here. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. All right. Let's update you. Everything that happened over the weekend. The good, the bad. The good uh, will be some Halloween stuff, I'm sure. The bad will 
It'll be the Friday football picks. <laughs> oh, no. You're not kidding. And, and Diener's happy because he won. And all the headlines in between. Jen's got the first one. <laughs> I'm playing cards with you because you suck. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> remember this, remember the, the Confederate statue of the General Robert E. Lee? Oh, Charlottesville? Charlottesville. Sure. Started the Unite the Right rally and all the problems that went with it. Uh-huh. Went with it. Did you know that that in the secret privately was just melted down yep they melted it down they melted it down in a 2250 degree furnace and i'm sure they will use that metal to build something some hideous modern art well the group called swords into plowshares okay it's led by the university of virginia religious studies professor and charlotteville's black history museum executive director they plan to make it into another statue that would be more indicative of today's society and not offend anybody. They said destroying the monument was putting down a rabid dog that had been harming people. Okay. Harming people. Harming people. A statue. History. A part of history. You don't have to like all of his. You know who else got rid of statues and erased history? Mao. (laughs) Pol Pot. Lenin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. All good, though. Good job, Democrats. Good job. Just so you know. A rabid dog. Did they say what they're going to build a new statue? No, uh, they're, they're keeping that a secret. I, w- I would say the Marxism that they're trying to spread is the rabid dog that's hurting people, but that, that's, that's just me. But everything that they accuse other people of, it's actually them. Yeah. So that's yeah. what, wow. Just secretly melting it down kills me. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's a hideous, there's video of it too, melting down. It looks, it's horrible, it looks yeah. like a horror, yeah. horror film. All right, we've got uh, we've got this situation just to update you to, and then we'll get to some lighter stuff uh, later on. It was a horrendous scene in a section of uh, Russia that actually had had uh, has an airport in, in the area, and it was a flight from Tel Aviv. People landed there, and they were met by an angry mob. <clears throat> so this is the mu- very heavily Muslim region of Dagestan in Russia. Crowds, some waving Palestinian flags and others, shouted anti-Semitic slogans and tried to get to the plane on board, and they were demanding passports to see who was Jewish. This is crazy. I'm making this up. This is the headline, and every mainstream media outlet has it right now. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has responded. He says Russia has a responsibility to protect these people because it was a flight from Tel Aviv. Um, there was a shootout and a standoff on the tarmac. Can you imagine so being on this plane? They're thinking Gosh. that... It was Russian police that that stormed in to try to protect the people on the plane from the mobsters. This is insane. I mean, this is just craziness. And and you said it was like you know this this mob. It it was an angry, vicious mob. These people are crazed. They were out to kill people. You, you demand passports to check somebody's yeah. nationality or ethnicity. That that's terrorism. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's genocide. Oh, it's in these people. I, I hopefully the plane. Did we ever find out if the plane took off? That's what I'm trying to find out. And nothing. You can only hope they left. Anything about that yet. And they're not just sitting there for these people to get killed. So I'll throw this in real quick, guys, because you know we gotta get to our football picks. No, we don't. No, we don't. I mean, can we cancel okay. it? Just saying. Dieter's <laughs> still like eight games behind me, so he gained some ground, but that's about it. I must update you. <laughs> um, but this is crazy. I've never heard of this technology. Sponge bombs, what? not SpongeBob SquarePants. Sponge bombs. Apparently, these are things that are made of chemical compounds placed around a liquid emulsion to seal and block off tunnels. And it is being said that this is what the IDF wants to use, throw into the Hamas tunnels Uh underground there in the Gaza Strip to basically, that would be their way of, you know, kind of trapping them and not being able to use the tunnels anymore. To throw these sponge bombs in there that when they blow up, they expand. 
So they would close off like they're opening to get yeah. in or out. Clogging the tunnels. They so just, go after the tunnels and not the, you know, because right. the, the controversy obviously has been innocent civilians in a one Exactly. Uh. They just showed a great little video on uh, the Today Show of what they do. They take a, like they're right above a residential apartment building and these perfectly pristine offices underneath the ground, right underneath these civilian apartment buildings. Mm. And that's what they have to do, I guess. I know. They, they got to flood them out, I guess. You mentioned it was National Candy Corn Day. I'm lightening things up. What's the worst candy? They listed the... Almond Joy. It is not number one. (laughs) It does make the list, however. National Candy Corn, it is not the worst candy. Something else beats it. You mentioned it earlier. 52% of people hate peeps. Well, that's not food. That's decoration. (laughs) Well, it's marshmallow. It's It's marshmallow marshmallow. glitter. 45. (laughs) The next was jawbreakers. 45% hate those. Dots came in third. Atomic Mm. fireballs. Red hot. Candy corn was sixth. Wait a minute. Dots. You mean the the things on the paper? No. They're those. Oh, those are bad too. What are those called? Those are just those. Nobody knows the name of those things on the paper. Paper dots. (laughs) The paper dots, yes. No, the dots are they're they're like a cheap, I don't know, Swedish fish kind of thing. They're 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 very, very squishy. They get all in your teeth. Oh, I know dots. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Candy corn, I said, was sixth. My almond joys come in ninth. Oh, Jen. (laughs) Jelly beans were eight. Really? Come on. I like jelly beans. I don't see any of yours here. You like, uh, don't you like taffy, bit of honey? Don't you like those, Bill? I love those things. They came in 18. Well, those will rip your your, uh, fillings out. Oh, my gosh. And Cadbury cream eggs make the list. I love those things. A lot of people hate them. They're heavy. What? It's just heavy candy. It is, but they're good. That's my story. All right. All right. Well, speaking of light, would you drink haunted wine? (laughs) Does it taste good? I don't know. Yeah, no. Who cares? (laughs) I mean, if it tastes good, sure. 19 crimes. I think that's a bourbon or a whiskey company. Uh, revealed a stunt where they have aged wine in a coffin. Are they burying it with people? <laughs> well, not exactly with dead people in there. Sound. Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine the bottles? Here's Stan. Well, that's what's great. I know. Dorothea. Yeah, they should name them. It'd be like, you know when you go to the Haunted Mansion at Disney and they have the yeah. gravestones? Like, here lies old Uncle Fred. A great big rock fell in his the head. head. <laughs> that's true. They should do that. It'd be hysterical. Uh... They have aged wine in a coffin, technically, though, which basically is about the wood. Oak or pine, I guess. I don't know what it is, but it's out there. And they have a hype video and everything. Yeah, I, as long as they don't bury it with somebody, I, I guess I'd be okay. Mm. Jen, now I know what I'm going to get you for Christmas. What? Haunted a wine. Haunted no, wine. No, a coffin. God. <laughs> Been close Jeez. to those a few times, please. Merry God. Christmas. <laughs> All right, go ahead, Diener. You can gloat because Diener won. Oh, I'm going to the restroom. <laughs> you you got to know. We gotta I already know what I know. Well, here's what you're about to know. Well, I, you know what? Let me let me do this right, for goodness sakes. Let me just put on the right music. There we go. Oh, God. There that it is. That doesn't help, by the way. <laughs> I'm now triggered by the football music. <laughs> you. I get the feel for it, at least. Week 9 is in the books, guys, and Jen is still in the lead. That's Not, the main update. You're, you're getting closer, though. I did catch up a little bit because Jen, you went three and two. Bill went two and three. How did you go two and three? Well, because he had the Giants over the Jets, and the Jets won in overtime. Did they really? They I didn't came watch back the, game. the final couple plays. They went down the field against the Giants. The Giants missed a field goal at the end of the game to ice it, uh, and then the Jets got the ball and in two plays got down the field goal position, tied it, and then won in overtime. Okay, Diener, how did you do, Diener? 
I went five and zero. Oh. Yeah, I see. You, you, <laughs> you are, let me tell you, you cannot hide your excitement or your disappointment. You and I are going to play cards together so I can beat your butt. <laughs> there are no times when he gets good. no wins, we forget to do the update. Uh, well, when he means, wins, though, you know, we get it. Okay, go ahead. We just go along the line. I know there, we right? all won the Florida game. We all won the Florida game. Georgia trounced them. My gosh, I, it was a lot worse than I thought it was going to be. I thought Florida was going to play close. Not what at all. What was the score? Oh, it was like 45 to 13 oh, or so. Was it was bad. Really? Yeah, it was oh, dominant. Yeah. It was. Uh, the Jaguars, by the way, quietly are 6-2. and two. Yep. The Jaguars, Dolphins, the Ravens are all 6-2. and two. And the other game worth mentioning here, the Chiefs are now 6-2 and two after getting upset at Denver. I was telling you guys that was you an did. upset alert game. I had a feeling. Is that the snow game? That was the snow game. It was snowing in Denver pre-Halloween for that game. Apparently, Mahomes yeah, had the Kansas flu. Yeah, but Kansas City knows how to play in the snow. That's true. That's fair. But mm-hmm. Denver, it was just their day. Taylor Swift wasn't there. I'm telling you. No she's, Taylor Swift. She's gonna, they're going to make her out to be the curse of that team. Good. I don't know. Love it. She's not there. <laughs> I don't know if she's going to be in Germany for the game against the Dolphins on Sunday. I doubt it. No, her, she's in South America. Oh. She, her her trail of broken hearts is now going to include Chiefs Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> the Real quick, the other one worth mentioning, upset in college football. You guys had Oklahoma, and the reason I went 5-0, and oh, the big difference maker was you I had Kansas, Kansas over Oklahoma. I was watching that going, oh, my God. I couldn't Did they believe win? It. They, they won. Kansas actually knocked off undefeated Oklahoma. Okay, so what's the standing, Smarty so Pants, now over there? So now you are still in first gen at, with 30 wins, by the way, the first of 30 wins, 30-15. and 15. Bill, a little bit behind at 23-22. and 22. A little bit. And I am catching up to you a little bit, just kind of nipping at your heels, tiny, tiny bit. I'm 26 wins now. I have 26 and 19. So I'm four games behind you. What is this over? I don't know, <laughs> but I want, to be, I want to beat his ass now. That's I know. The problem. I know. <laughs> it's a big rivalry now. God. All right. We got uh, a couple more headlines coming up next. Some fun stuff too, but we'll give you the uh, just one last thing. What they know about Matthew Perry? Man, that was sad over the weekend. Well, I just found out his childhood friend who it was. Yeah, it's kind of weird. That's odd. Yeah, it is. All right, that and more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Thanks for hanging out with us. The South Florida Morning Show. There's Jen. There's Diener. I'm Bill. Just uh, I think probably the saddest piece of news over the weekend was losing. Matthew Perry from Friends. It was, that was a sad one because the dude was only 54. Yeah. No real confirmation details on exactly what the heck happened, what the cause was. But I guess at this point, it's not our business. Yeah, the, the coroner said he deferred the death, yeah. uh, the cause of death. Uh, oh, they yeah, said they, they don't think foul play. Originally, they said he had a heart attack and he drowned in his hot tub. I think that seems most likely, doesn't it? Yeah. You know what the most amazing thing about all of this was? Was his relationships. Like, I never oh, I knew know. his stepfather was Dateline host Keith Morrison. You see that guy all the time. I had see, no idea. I had no idea. And then Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau did a whole thing about honoring his, his childhood playmate. Right. Went uh, to school with him. Perry's, Matthew Perry's mother was the press secretary for Justin Trudeau's dad. The Pierre Trudeau, the first Canadian prime minister. So somebody re-earth an old uh, Jimmy Kimmel interview with Matthew Perry. He said he beat up Matthew uh, Trudeau as a kid. Oh, did he really? Yeah. How about that? I could understand why. He's easily dislikable. I mean, it's come on. Let's be honest. But oh. we'll just see what happens. And we've had so much rough news. We're going to wrap it up with a feel-good story, Jen. Really? We'll Which specifically one? Specifically for you. What? Because I know you love these. What? The guy in Massachusetts. What? Forgot about an old lottery ticket. Oh, come on. <coughs> Diener, do you even, hear this? Uh, don't even do this to me. Till his house cleaner found it. Oh, I hope she got half then. In a vase. 
What? Oh, come on. It hit for a million dollars. Oh, I hate this man. I didn't hear this one. Oh, no. He's going to use a chunk of the money to help out a friend who I hope is the house housekeeper. Housekeeper, come on. <laughs> and he'll donate some to, Jelly, to charity. What a jerk. He better give some to the housekeeper. The charity is named Jen Ross Ranch. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we need County. help. I keep on getting more animals. Uh, come on. No. No, you uh, love Tell those. me it was like, what, a, a day before it was set to expire, too, right? That I right? don't know, but it okay. was lost in a vase, like I'd forgotten about it. Now, I'll tell you, nothing tops that one chick that won all that money when she called up her sister and said, hey, they just said one of the winners was from this little podunk town wherever they lived in Idaho. <laughs> oh, yes. She said, I was in your truck last week. Can you just check to see if it's on the floor? The sister found the ticket underneath the seat That's... of a truck. It was like... Stuck to a Yoohoo bottle or something. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> that story stuck with you like oh, white on rice. I was so ticked off about that. You it was will like, never Come forget on. that story. No, I won't. Uh, no, word on, no word on this maid's Christmas bonus, but I hope it's something good. By the way, if you're flying today and you're wearing a costume, they may ask you to take your makeup or your mask off. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was America. <laughs> oh, now they want to they want to take the masks off now in airplanes. Gee, okay, got sorry it. about that. Uh, we're are we done? Yep. Okay, we're gone. We'll be back tomorrow morning at six o'clock. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.